That's right. It is Free Talk Live, and you are free to call in and talk live here on Free Talk Live. It is Mark with you. Melanie. And Mike. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Got, uh, apparently, a magazine ban was overturned in California by a Fed court, Mike? Yes. Uh, San Francisco Federal Court, uh, under uh, Judge Benitez, uh, uh, ordered a block of the enforcement of California's uh, ban on magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. Uh, he deemed it inconsistent with the Second Amendment right to keep arms for self-defense. And uh, he, he basically said that uh, the 10-round magazine ban was a severe restriction on the core right of self-defense of the home, such that it amounts to a destruction of the right and is unconstitutional under any level of scrutiny. So is that circuit court level? Yes. Okay. So, so that'll that's... be going up to the North, Ninth Circuit to the full, uh, up, up, you know, if California wants to appeal it, they'll take it up to the Supreme, U.S. To, Supreme Court. Yeah, eventually to the Supreme Court. So I'm, I'm really stunned to hear a federal judge even talk about the right to self-defense. What's interesting is he blocked this law's enforcement. So he's enjoined California against enforcing the law while the the legal process is pursued and it's been an interesting fallout just within the last 24 hours or so since this ruling was issued for instance magpul which is one of the country's largest manufacturer of aftermarket gun magazines okay uh is uh backordered they, so their their inventories have been drained from orders from california sure everybody wants to get these <laughs> magazines before uh before the ban goes in <laughs> The funny thing is, is you can just order them to some, uh, you know, P.O. box in Nevada and uh, or, you know, what I, I mean, I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense for them to try to do it now, but I'm just, you know, it's not like it's going to be that hard to get a magazine into California. They're not very big. Right. It's not hard to get them, but possession and being caught possessing them is where the real problem is sure um at this point everybody's they're back ordering though you know yeah. I mean, clearly they're not that concerned about possession problems and for whatever reason it 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 doesn't seem like the federal government goes after the list of people who ordered this stuff well in this case it's a california state right. law uh, so even, it's not yeah. a federal uh issue what we are seeing though with a lot of the gun uh, control laws that have been uh, put into place in the last few years is they're not grandfathering much. So in California, when it comes to high capacity magazines or um, non-compliant uh, quote assault rifles, i.e., normal everyday rifles, right, rifles uh, that happen to have uh, black parts. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you know they're banning them outright, so they need to be collected and destroyed. And that's also happening, you know, this this magazine ban has also happened in New Jersey. Uh, the New Jersey magazine uh, ban uh, just came into effect at the beginning of this year, and uh, nobody's complying. I think uh, that Newark has reported absolutely nobody has turned in a single high-capacity magazine. <laughs> this is a really a big problem when you begin to hand down regulations like this and, or, you know, laws like this, and nobody complies you're, yes. you're, it really undermines the state in a, in a sense. They're like, well, now what do we do? Because going door to door and 
grabbing guns is not a particularly well, efficient method of getting guns. No, and it, this is where we're going to start seeing some serious violence because states are also passing what they're calling red flag laws, which means that if you own some guns and someone doesn't like you, uh, whether it's an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife, a, f- a family member you're having a tiff with, you know, a neighbor... Um, they can call up the police and say, I know they have guns. I don't feel they're mentally stable. I'm fearful about them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the co- police don't even need a court order under the red flag laws. They will come to your house and they will confiscate your arms. And then you, it, the burden is on you to go to court to get your guns back. It, and it's cheaper to just like, I mean, the best handgun you can get the the I bought the gun I felt like buying and it cost five hundred dollars. Lawyer is going to be a lot more than that. You you you're cheaper just going and buying another one. Yeah. Well, the other side is that there's going to be deaths. I mean, there's already in Maryland, which has started enforcing their red flag law. Um, one gun owner uh, tried to resist this process, and the police shot him. And there's you know going to be increasing violence in both directions here there are standoffs going on um people are you know starting to resist and stand up against this right there's a yeah a good percentage of the population in the united states has said to themselves said said a little oath to themselves look at this point this is the line this is my line in the sand when they come to take my guns when i haven't done anything else that's when i'm going to go you know postal on them and you know, that's, do you want to push people to their line? Is that the goal here? I mean, I've seen a lot of these uh, liberal sorts at these gun grabbing rallies that really do say, all right, if we've got to take them from your cold dead hands, we will. Now, well, of course, it's the not the coward holding the sign. Yeah, the coward holding the it. sign, you could slap him and he'd fall down and wet himself. It's like right? some four foot tall woman who weighs 80 pounds. Like, yeah, no. Right. I mean, the state usually stays like right, bef- tries to stay right before where that line is. I mean, if I sat down and I was like, you know what, I want to, I want as many cops to die as possible, and I am completely amoral about collateral damage, I would write this law. Like, I don't know how else you come to that conclusion. Right. It's absolutely dangerous for police to do this because it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. Well, it's it's certainly not going to grab a lot of guns, but I I think that in many cases these guns are kind of written for the police. So they're the they're the frog in the pot that's being boiled because they're the ones that um you know just a it's just a little bit it's just a little bit more it's a little bit more everybody can get on board with the idea of taking guns from from ex convicts everybody can get on board of taking guns away from clearly crazy people nobody wants clearly well, the crazy is, people to have them. How do you define that? Right. Right, that's the problem. Is is how in the world do we come to a definition of who's crazy? Are you telling me we're just going to take guns from people who haven't been convicted? Cool. Of anything? If, you, if you go by the official definition of sanity under you know the what the psychiatrists say is that everyone there's there is absolutely nobody that's hundred percent sane. Sure. Yeah, we are all on a spectrum of sanity versus insanity right and so you know it's all a matter of perspective as to how crazy is too crazy absolutely i would say that uh you know with, well, if there's a psychiatrist or psychologist calling people insane they probably need to have their license reevaluated because that's not a medical term it's a legal term i've got it well they've got politically correct terms now but you know, <laughs> <Right. I'm, laughs> i think we all have I mean, for a while yeah. like it, that was it's like there there's no diagnosis of insane. No, but I think we've all met somebody 
who were like, oh, yeah, that person absolutely should not have a gun. Right. I mean, admittedly, have we all met this person? I don't know that I, I don't think I've met a person who I thought shouldn't have a gun that ha- actually had a gun. Oh, no, I'm not saying that they did. Often they self-select out. Because there's people who say, I don't think I should have a gun. And if you say that to me, I'm going to ag- I'm not going to argue with you. Right. Because if you don't want one, you probably shouldn't have one. That's kind of the biggest disqualifier to me. Outside of that, I've never been like. That guy shouldn't be packing heat. Like, I, I don't think I've ever thought that to myself. Oh, well, I've absolutely uh, uh, met crazy people. I mean, I've met you a know. lot of leftists who shouldn't be carrying. <laughs> I mean, what? outside of like cops, right? But no, I've, I've, I've absolutely met insane people and they scare me. And it's like, oh, yeah, I don't want that person to have a gun. And um, I'm surprised that you haven't uh, met anybody like that. I'm not saying that the government should go around trying to find these people and remove guns from them. I think that that's a problem that ultimately would solve itself. Most of them choose not to carry weapons, which is a good choice. They also don't have the money management skills to be able to put $500 down for one. Well, that's, that's kind of a higher end pistol. You can get a, a handgun for. Two hundred bucks. Yeah, well, you probably could. That. You can. I mean, the, the, the you can Saturday house. Night special is. Uh, you know, that's easily a hundred. Yeah, you you can walk into any gun store with two hundred dollars and be like, "I want a gun." You can find one cheaper than that, but yeah, yeah, pro- probably. Like it's not. They're not that expensive. So, uh, can you buy guns on like Craigslist and stuff like that? I don't know. It depends on what state you live in, yeah. oh, okay. and you can probably find them anyways. But <laughs> all right, the number eight five five four five zero. You can. Yeah, eight fifty five four fifty free. That's 855-450-3733 here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live looks like California has has had its magazine ban. That's a magazine as in uh, the, the the thing that holds bullets. Yes, it it what liberals and gun grabbers and people who have no experience with guns call the clip. A clip. Now there is a clip. There are three guns who have had clips. Right. The M1 Garand, and, which is the main reason why liberals use the word clip for all magazines yeah. because the only experience anyone in their family has ever had with a firearm is when granddad was drafted into the army in World War II and was issued the M1. It uh, well it it's an effective weapon, you know, like it, serviceable and cheap and things like that. And what were the other what are the other guns that had clips? Uh, uh, oh, you don't know that. I, I thought you were going to I thought you were going to give us I, the last I, one on I clips. Used, I had a list in, in top of my head a couple of months ago and I can't recall them at the moment. I tell you what, if you go to Freedom Fest, you'll find somebody who knows this right off the top of their head. <laughs> <laughs> it's the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. Freedom Fest theme this year is The Wild West. Liberty and opportunity or lawlessness and violence. Pendulette, Candace Owens, John Mackey, Kevin O'Leary, Kevin Harrington, those are both of Shark Tank, uh, Stephen Moore, Grover Norquist, libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. You use coupon code FTLEB and you get a discount. Plus, at uh, freedomfest.com, you'll get uh, five of the best speeches from last year. So if, for instance, you know, you're like, I, uh, I don't know about that going to Freedom Fest thing. 
Go and get educated about it. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. You'll see uh, Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, and John Mackey all for free. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. And... I, you know, so they've they've issued this ban, and apparently, some the judge in Kelo, uh I guess the circuit court, ninth circuit court judge, is that correct? Yeah, Judge Benitez. He says basically that uh, nope, you can't ban magazines. That's a uh, violation of the right to keep and bear arms. And well, good for him. I mean, <laughs> great. Uh, but I guess one of the questions I come up with is, is the same one that lots of people ask. Uh, I mean, I've seen these hundred round barrels that they have for certain weapons. I don't think it's for the AR-15, which we were talking um, about. Earlier. Those tend to jam. They're yeah, not they very tend good. to jam. You can get those for a uh, Thompson submachine gun. You yep, can I've get seen them that. for uh, the the uh, Chocho. Uh, you can get them. You can get a hundred round magazine for an AR-15. Uh, Oh, you can? Yeah, you can. Um, but like she said, there's there's the only time I've seen them on the shelf. They were listed. They were usually listed as novelty items and they always had like some sort of zombie picture stuff on them as if well, it was a toy and not a weapon. I see. Well, hopefully it doesn't jam. <laughs> well, the bump stock is a novelty item, but it, you know, being a novelty item shouldn't be a, a basis for banning anything. Indeed. Um, you know, I think that obviously all these things people should be able to buy, but, uh, you know, I do kind of wonder, and I, I, Mike, I want to take this from you in a, in a minute, but what's sort of the reason that somebody would need a magazine this uh, larger than 10? Well, Just hold on. Let me take the call here. Matthew, calling in from Louisiana. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, range time is expensive. Okay, I've got a couple of uh, jokes. <laughs> okay. First, uh, the uh, ladies need to be careful about what they buy for hair care products because they could attract bees or Biden. <laughs> okay. Apparently. Yeah, uh, he's, there's another one. There's a lot of creepy Joe Biden pictures Don out there. Joe one. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves that lady's hair. Uh, then there's a uh, another one. Uh, you know that China has an issue with not having enough young ladies to go around for the young men in China. I've heard that. So that's why a lot of Chinese young men are interested in going to Africa. And do you know where they're interested in going to? Um, Egypt? Djibouti. Oh, that's what we got, huh? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for the call. Okay. I don't know. Seems like if you wanted to go to Africa, Egypt would be the place you wanted to go. <laughs> so why would you want to, why would you need to have, quote, high capacity magazines? First right. off, if we're dealing with the AR-15, the 20 round magazine is by design called, on the engineering documents, the standard capacity magazine. So 20, 20 rounds is standard capacity. Yes. A uh, 10 round magazine is a low capacity round. That's correct. Okay. And and so and and in some states where if you're going hunting with your AR-15, you have to have a five-round magazine because they don't want you having too much ammo to take out the deer. The real reason for having more than ten rounds is obviously for defensive purposes, and so you know that's a perfectly legitimate reason. Um, the majority of the states have either stand your ground or castle doctrine uh, laws in place at the very least they have and if a they don't right you got to get rid of everybody you know, yep. so, u.s history's replete- i mean not witnesses but you know everyone is happening. 
all, all of the aggressors. Yes, get rid of all of the aggressors. No, no, no. When you when you shoot them in the back when they're leave, running from the house, you got to drag them back in. <laughs> so so you, safe you have to do that. Yeah. U.S. history is replete with instances where mobs have attacked people um i mean you know the most recent history is i remember those that i can think of off the top of my head there's probably something more recent than this but i i remember the rodney king riots that went on in la and um, many stores were being looted and it was interesting that there were quite a few koreans who were very well armed yeah. and and took up uh, uh positions on the roofs of their stores and defended their stores with firearms and they didn't get looted. And uh, I mean, before that, there was, uh, you know, there's been several instances where African-Americans have been targeted by, you know, the police or, uh, you know, race oriented gangs. The, the whole reason the NRA was founded was really to teach freed slaves to use the firearms safely. And one of the reasons the Democrats created the KKK was to uh, go after freed slaves uh, who uh, were uppity enough to try to defend themselves. To own a gun, right? And uh, you know, but in terms of instances of where you would need the this sort of capacity magazines, uh, and people often these people will say, "Oh, you're you know dealing with a tyrannical government can't happen because they have the jets and the bombs and so forth." Well, I'll point people to a historical fact. Right. Hold on just a second. Do these people send infantry in to hold ground <laughs> after World War Two? Okay. Um, in the town of Athens, Tennessee, uh-huh. there was an election, and the during while all the uh, boys of military age were overseas serving, uh, the local political establishment got taken over by a, a bunch of rather corrupt uh, fellows, and particularly the sheriff's office. And when um, they the vets came home from the war, they saw how corrupt things were politically, and they organized their own platform for the election. And the corrupt sheriff seized all the ballot boxes and tried to rig the election. And these veterans took out their weapons in one garrison we were talking about and they they went to uh, get a hold of the seized ballot boxes and there was a battle it was known you you can go on wikipedia yep. look up the battle of athens tennessee and read all about it and this is the citizens standing up against tyranny and this is the purpose of the second amendment yeah i certainly don't want to fight um you know get together a couple of thousand guys with ar15s and attempt to storm washington dc or anything like that um i don't think that would be particularly effective but yeah, absolutely. Well, Infantry holds ground. Mean I don't want to. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. Free talk live. Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialists at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps: visit giftcards.bitcoin.com, pick the gift card you want. Follow the instructions on your screen and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com. Free Talk Live. You're welcome to call in. Talk about whatever's on your mind. If it is between, if it's between uh, 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern time, any day of the year, Free Talk Live's on the air, and you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you, Melanie, and Mike. 
And we're talking about a situation that has presented itself in California, and it surprises me that this is what's going on, but it seems to be the case, is that, in fact, the a federal court judge has ruled that, yes, you do have a right to keep and bear arms, even in California, and that their magazine ban is unconstitutional and has been tossed out. I'm I'm stunned. <laughs> Flabbergasted. Delighted, but uh, surprised, I must say. I'll tell you what is going to be happening here in the near future. ForkFest. At ForkFest 2019, you can start planning now to attend ForkFest 2019 with us. We'll be there. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, libertarians, even people who are calling themselves anarchists. Next summer from June. That will, I, I don't know. I hate how Ian writes this. This summer and next summer are the same thing, right? Yes. I mean, like the next summer is this summer. But anyway, that's how Ian writes that. He, he, that's, that's how he says that. So anyway, summer, this summer, June 13th through the 18th, ForkFest 2019. It's at Rogers Campground, a beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It's a uh, fork of other camping parties that are in the woods, and you're invited to come and create whatever experience you want to have. It's great. There'll be man camp and a variety of other things going on. Uh, check it out. Some people will probably be making guns because you can do that. Go to forkfest.party yes that's a website forkfest.party you can find out about the unofficial telegram chat or the forum find out what you want to find out regarding the event but we'll be there is cody wilson gonna be there i don't know i think he's still in exile isn't he i doubt he will be there at forkfest.party he hasn't said that he was going to be but he i was going to bring him up in this segment regarding uh gun freedom because if you go to go i think it's ghostgunner.com uh he built this he's the found founded this company that allows you to make ar-15 lowers out of aluminum and well he's been doing some great things and you know i i can claim that i i knew him when um back in like 2001 i was an admin of a yahoo group that was archiving uh cnc files for people to machine their own firearms and uh, this is when Cody came out with his original Liberator design for 3D printing, and I got in touch with him, and I got him into the group, and I introduced him to the Free State Project and to Bitcoin oh, and all that. And he came of. and he spoke at uh, at, at uh, Liberty Forum. Yeah, so he's been doing some fantastic things with uh, not just educating people about the true meaning of, of, of firearms ownership rights the second amendment but but making the technology so that the very idea of gun control is obsolete i mean if you ultimately can, it is at yeah. this point um well i mean you know as uh, i think you've pointed out mike that somebody with ten dollars can go to home depot and put together out of plumbing equipment um a reasonably functional firearm i'm not saying it's it's probably not a sniper rifle but oh, no, but it's it's something that if you were in a, a tyrannical situation, um, it would serve the same purpose as the original Liberator, which was built in in, in large quantities during World War II and airdropped over Europe for, France, yeah. for people to use to liberate a military weapon from a Nazi soldier. And, they build guns in prisons, people. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're not going to stop guns from existing. Now, ammunition... 
California, this is a, a sort of a question I've always had, is, is California recently made it illegal to use lead in ammunition, copper only. Yes. Um, and I kind of like this law because I don't like the idea of lead going out all over the place, um, you know, in the environment and that kind of thing. Well, the- Randomly distributed lead. Claims well, unless of- you're having regular shootouts, it's not going out all over the place into the environment. Well, and, and I mean- even, even if you're, it is going out... Lead in bullets is incredibly inert, okay? Claims about okay. the bullet lead being toxic is completely bogus. Oh. It's completely bogus. I, I was he, I, a gun club up near where I live, the Enfield uh, Sportsman's Club, um, I was an officer in, and we were dealing with this where neighbors were trying to claim, oh, your lead is tough poisoning the water in the wetlands next to the club. Sounds well, reasonable, right? So we went and we did uh, tests uh, of the ground and the water from the berm that was catching the bullets all the way down to the stream, and we showed there was absolutely no migration whatsoever of lead through the soil or through the water. And, you know, we could scoop up the sand from the berm and sift out all the lead and recycle it all very easily. But the fact is, is that lead in bullets does not leach into the environment. It's very inert. It forms a level of a layer of oxide around the lead that prevents further uh, oxidation and it just stays there in the ground. Well, very good. I didn't know that. I've learned something. Let's go to Pat calling in from New Hampshire. Pat, you're on Free Talk Live. Is this me? It, I don't know. Are you Pat? <laughs> I'm Packet Sniffer. Okay. What's on your mind, Packet Sniffer? Um, yeah, I'm just calling in. Uh, these uh, magazine laws are ridiculous. Um, it's been proven that you can shoot just as many bullets with semi-automatic as you can with full automatic. Um, you don't need to bump stock, bump stock. Yeah, a bump stock bump is stock just a really, a, I mean, when they call it a novelty item, it's pretty close to that because and, you can make an AR-15 just rock in your arms right. and do the same thing. And you can do it, you know, put a, you can put a rubber band around the uh, trigger yeah. and I mean, easily simulate that. Band. You can just put your thumb in your belt loop and just like just anything to hold your, your hand in place while you push the fire forward. No. It will fire rapidly. You don't need any sort of device. It's kind of stupid. Um, the people that are fighting for bump stocks, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you really don't need a bump stock to fire inaccurately fast. And um, and I'm not a fan. Quick. I'm a not a fan of the bump stock. Um, I think that it makes uh, it, it less safe firing because that sort of it's it's because of the the stock is loosed in order to enable that you're not yeah. going to be putting your bullets where you intend them because the bu- the barrel's going to bounce around as no. it bounces necessarily would have I'm, to yeah. and they what, wouldn't exist if they hadn't banned full autos that's correct and so yeah, i mean the, the the whole rule is based on like i want to shoot my bullets wherever the the heck i want and if the bump stock allows me to do that inaccurately but you can just pull the trigger fast too. Like you don't need a bump stock to be inaccurate and reckless. Correct. That's true. You can be reckless without a bump stock. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's all my point. Hey, I, I I enjoyed my time with you trolling the trolls in Discord this morning, Mark. Uh, oh, Leah, let's go. Uh, let's talk about the Discord uh, chat. So folks can go to yeah, Discord. Discord is like I mean, just zinc. 
zinc. That's all I have to say, just zinc. Buy zinc. <laughs> Thanks for the call, zinc. packet sniffer. Yeah. <laughs> there, is, there are some inside jokes that if you spend a little time on the Discord chat, you will find, uh, um, you know, look, if you act like an adult, they're happy to w- welcome you to the Discord chat. You're going to have a fine time. I mean, everybody's having a good time there, whatever. You come in, act like a troll, it's going to go badly. And that's that. So discord.freetalklive.com, and Packet Sniffer is, uh, he's right in there, um, you know, having a, good, having a good time with everybody else. It's discord.freetalklive.com. So I, I, I am surprised to hear that uh, copper bullets aren't really safer for the environment than anything else but um i was expecting this magazine ban to uh to, to stay in effect because i wasn't really sure whether a magazine qualified as an arm and uh, as an armament and therefore you know may well, not be protected Supreme by the second court Amendment. upheld uh trump's uh ban on the bump stock and the bump stock isn't an arm either it's a accessory an accessory so yeah. but you could make a case that Every part of the gun is an accessory, yeah. other than the lower the receiver and <laughs> the barrel, right? You know, so in that respect, you know, the, the Second Amendment should apply to all accessories that you can attach to any sort of firearm because it applies to all weapons, not and just bullets? firearms. And bullets too. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty. Free is in Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. We're talking about the uh, California having its magazine ban overturned by Federal Circuit Court. Stunning, stunning developments. 855-450-3733. And I can tell you there's a group of people out there that do support people's right to keep and bear arms. That group of people are the Free Talk Live amplifiers. People who've stepped up and are willing to donate $5 a month, the whopping amount that uh, maybe one of those fancy coffees at Starbucks costs you. You got to amp.freetalklive.com, as Bill Barry has. Thank you, Bill. He is a silver amplifier, and you can be one, too. And we'll thank you right here on the air. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's A-M-P, amp freetalklive.com and support us spreading the ideas of liberty around the world seven days a week amp.freetalklive.com let's go to dave calling in from new hampshire dave you're on free talk live gentlemen and lady stater aaron day in new hampshire has indicated he's going to make another run for new hampshire senate not new hampshire senate for the u.s senate I'm He's, sorry, did I say I meant U.S. Senate? Correct. U.S. Senate uh, from New Hampshire. New Hampshire. A New Hampshire U.S. Senate seat. What? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, he's, he's planning on running against uh, Gene Shaheen, and ostensibly it uh, looks like Chris Sununu, the go- current governor, is going to be running for Senate against Shaheen for the go- the Republican. Sununu is going to leave the governor seat? Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised at that. Um, you know, who was who would. Who's the GOP going to put up to uh, replace him for that? I don't know. He's pretty popular, and and he's right now the only thing you know blocking a lot of the stupid status stuff that the Democrats are trying to push through. Well, yeah, the Democrats got in in this last go round, and uh, 
uh, you know, thing they want to put things through like uh, you know, rules that make it much harder to homeschool your kid. Um, there's a there's a rule that they want to put together a committee to study um, the feasibility of outlawing mushroom picking in the woods. Oh, they want to ban the do the plastic straw ban and the yep. plastic bag bans, and. Uh, yeah, all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, the educate your kid ban, the uh, breed your dog ban, every ban that they can put in place, they're looking for some banning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, forget going out there and passing some stuff that would actually pass that Democrats might like. Oh, and tons of gun control. They wanted to pass a, a, a gun-free school zone law that would basically say that if a school bus goes by your house, <laughs> you can't have any guns in your home. Now, there you go. <laughs> Dave, I what's mean, your it, what's your hope uh, as far it, as Aaron Day running? With regard to the, the House in, in New Hampshire, it's typical for a lot of crazy bills to come up and they almost all get killed. Uh, but yeah, I mean they are attempting to do some bad stuff. We'll see what happens. This noon will probably veto a lot of it. But the um, yeah, with with Aaron, last time he ran uh, in, I guess it would have been twenty fourteen for the New Ham- uh, for the uh, state. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, I can't think in imperial ran, yeah. terms. It just doesn't work with me anymore. For the U.S. Senate. Uh, he 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 was thought to have possibly uh, spoiled that election for the for the authoritarian Republican who was running. Oh yes, oh yes, and he got enough votes as a libertarian or a write-in candidate or something like that. He got enough votes that he, maybe he was independent. But he got enough votes that he he got more votes in the margin between the Republican and the Democrat who were running. And and some people have uh, I think constructively. Uh, claimed that he may have actually changed the outcome of that election. Yeah, he threw the election for Maggie Hassan um, so that she was able to join Gene Shaheen in, in the Senate. This uh, is always a tough question for me. Is, is uh, On one hand, um, you know, I got to vote for the person I wanted to vote for. On the other hand, well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that George Bush Sr. take all and you don't have some kind of ranked type of voting i'd love to have ranked vote voting. where you yeah. can you know if you, you don't get your first choice you get your second but if you choice, keep doing the vote. same thing over and over again you're likely to get the same results and the same thing over and over again may be voting republican or democrat and right i so i i i just don't know when it comes to these things i do kind of feel like perot through the elect 92 election to clinton uh, because most of the people who voted for Perot probably would have voted for George Bush if they, um, you know, at least a good portion of them. Right. So, could be. Well, you know, if he was if he was doing this at the at the national, I'm sorry, the imperial level instead of the New Hampshire level. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> if he was doing it to, if, the, if he was doing this at the New Hampshire level instead of the imperial level, I would be. I would be more upset about it because the New Hampshire Republicans really are better than the New Hampshire Democrats. Generally, but, well, but the New Hampshire but, GOP as an organization is pretty poorly organized and run. Yeah, it's hard to call it an organization. Um, a Jennifer, well, the lack of organization is part of what has allowed free staters to have as much power. Oh, very as much, absolutely. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's, 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 it, when he's running at the imperial level, he's just running against two sides of the same coin. There's there's no indication that Democrats are really any worse of at the imperial level than, than Republicans. They're both crazy authoritarians. Well, there's a lot of people, a yeah. lot of free staters in New Hampshire that extol uh, Sununu, uh, this uh, this Chris Sununu uh, guy. Uh, not that I know a lot about him. I don't spend that much time looking at this stuff. But And they say he's, oh, pretty libertarian. Well, I'm friends with well, him on that's Facebook. Because, that's and... because he's not at the national level yet, right? Once he gets yeah. to the national level, he'll get worse. 
Well, he, he, I mean, I would have to just—I—I I can't guarantee this, okay? But his brother uh, Johnson and Jr., when he was in the Senate, uh, was considered the most libertarian member of the U.S. Senate when he was in the U.S. Senate. A qualified statement, so, at best, which is very—you know—he <laughs> he wasn't anywhere near as great as Ron Paul was, but among the U.S. senators, because Paul is in the House, he was the most libertarian, which you know. Was, that was the RLC rating that yes, the Republican yeah. Liberty Caucus. Yeah, they used to do that rating. They don't do it anymore, sadly. I, or at least I haven't seen one recently. So if his if Chris uh, holds similar views to his brother, I think he would be a noticeable improvement for the New Hampshire delegation in the U.S. Senate. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree. And he he has a history of generally acting like his family. And and his family was better in the New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> his family was better in the in the Imperial Senate than than uh, than most uh, Imperial senators, and, and and better than better than uh, the current uh, New Hampshire del- delegation to the Imperial Senate. So, has anybody given uh, Aaron Day flack about uh, running, or, or what's going on? Oh, I'm sure his mother is. Oh, just give it seconds. <laughs> give it seconds. <laughs> his mother is a very high-ranking member of the uh, the U.S. Uh, Republican National Committee. Oh, I see. And so uh, his running as a spoiler candidate caused a significant amount of family conflict uh, in the 2016. Apparently, uh, he hasn't campaign. learned his lesson. No, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's a problem with re- teaching people lessons. Just doesn't go out as well as you'd like it to. Well, Dave, thanks for the update. Okay, thanks, guys. Yeah. See you, Dave. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Third-party runs. I must say that I... I I'm on the fence about them. There's times that I think they're great. And to some extent, Aaron Day is putting on notice the Republican Party. Right? Oh, yeah. He's run as a Republican in the past. It's yeah. pretty, pretty pretty clear. He's a disenchanted Republican. And they're, you know, they, they lost the last go around by the sounds of uh, the margin that he had. And so you could say that he spoiled that election. And does that mean that they will put up a better candidate? Is Sununu a better candidate than uh, was the previous Republican? I would tend to think so. Yeah. At what point does uh, does uh, Mr. Day lay down his uh, protest against the uh, you know the, the the system, the Republican system, and all that, and say, "Well, this is good enough." And I don't really have an answer for that. I, I, obviously, I'm not Aaron Day, so I can't say. And I tend to take you know sort of a a. Uh, um glasses half empty sort of approach um like when an election is 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 very contested um particularly in battleground states um i will do the lesser evil and with absolutely no compunctions yeah um but when a, a given race is safely right away going to be one one way or the other um i will put my libertarian vote down on on the libertarian candidate i uh, suspect i voted for aaron day in the last go round so i would be one of those people that did vote for him just because you know i'm like oh that's my body i know him yeah. and i'm going to you know throw it out there one thing that I always sort of, you know, assuage my guilt with is, well, my one vote didn't truly make the difference. It wasn't the one that made the difference in that election. Now, it might have been one of the ones that made the difference, but it's How not. How many people think that their vote doesn't count, though? Um, well, but that's kind of irrelevant. So if they're all right, then they're all right. <laughs> like, and at a federal level, first of all, you have to make a hell of a lot of assumptions to even think that elections are real. 
But I kind of do. They if, are. if you count the number of people who did not have valid ID to vote, but voted under an affidavit and then didn't get their driver's license like they were supposed to under the law, I know two of them who voted. I know some of those people, but they are in fact New Hampshire residents. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. What do you think about third parties, and uh, should people not vote for them? Eight fifty five four fifty free is in Free Talk Live. She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. That's right, it is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of Free Talk Live. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Mike. The number's 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. And I've got a story here. Apparently, Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she is, uh, she's got a new project that she's working on. I want to uh, tell you about that. The occasional cortex, as we like to call it. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes she's thinking. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yes, um, you know what? I have a hypo- hypothesis. You have a hypothesis, a all right? Hypothesis. Thank you for using the correct word. <laughs> it's not a theory. Well, I don't know. It's just um, it. Uh, well, uh, unless you have yeah. a whole whole lot of evidence and have done. Stud- valid studies, it's not a theory, and people usually misuse that word. So thank you for not calling it a theory. So what is this hypothesis? Well, I mean, you know, the, well, just, uh, I've been living here uh, for a long time, and you know, there there is a reason uh, that this uh, state has so much crime. The state of? You know, traditionally, it's, uh, it's like you've said that you, you've been living here some time and that the state has a lot of crime. Where Where are we referring to, Sarah? New Mexico and Albuquerque, we have a lot of crime. All right, I'll take your word for it. Well, the thing is, and the the reason is, is that it's always been this way, and the the east the the reason is because uh, the state has been settled by criminals. The state was settled by criminals. All right, I know nothing of this history of uh, New Mexico. Billy the Kid. Okay, well, there you go. There you, go. you got the the Earps, and you got uh, Bat Masterson, and you got Doc Holliday. They're all New Mexicans. And I have not studied the history of New Mexico, but that will do it. Um, because if you keep the same, unless you have some kind of upheaval in the population, that that will accomplish that. If it's settled by criminals in the first place? Yeah, because then they pass anybody they're either letting in or having kids, then criminals have cr- criminals? tend oh, to yeah. be, yeah. Similar types yeah, of people. Yeah, I, I very much uh, believe in the the, uh, the genetics 
the, the personality and criminal intent is also hereditary, I'm, and, and so is mental illness. You know, and then also, uh, uh, like... A well, talent. there's a pretty good evidence that a lot of mental illness has severe environmental factors that they're caused by yeah. lead, uh, trauma, and it, like extended trauma, and extended paint. abuse. <laughs> yeah, that oh, also. Yeah. Seriously, if you look at statistics, uh, when they stopped using lead paint, there's a very good curve from the start of using lead paint to the stop of using lead paint. Correlates very closely with the big boost in crime and the drop in crime mm. uh, in in a lot of particularly. Yeah. So if I, I, right now, I think it's probably dominated by environmental factors, just because of the fact that we have rampant abuse, neglect, and you know poison apparently but if you take all that away then yeah i'm sure that it would be almost exclusively ruled by genetics are you calling in to support people in new mexico good uh, law-abiding people in new mexico's right to keep and bear arms to protect themselves from criminals in new mexico well the well i'm i'm in favor of um passing the gun control law because uh, of course you are the criminals have guns well that's sarah Sarah. The criminals are always going to get guns. Sarah, what criminals obey the law? Right, but if you make it difficult, the, the harder it is to get, the less they're going to have guns. That's Mike, my Mike uh, was just t- telling us how you can go make a gun out of uh, $10 uh, from plumbing parts yeah. at Walmart. Give me 10 bucks or, uh, and uh, to Home go Depot. to Home Depot, and I can make a firearm for you in about 30 or 40 minutes. The criminals—I don't know if they're that sophisticated to put together. You don't need to. They, no, they don't need they, to be. Because all they, they need to do Google is know it. other criminals that yeah. are that sophisticated. Yeah. You could also go online and get blueprints for several types of guns. Ask right. any gangbanger how to build a zip gun, and I guarantee you, nine out of ten of them can do Sarah, it. Sarah, let's go off and let's let's do this right now. Let's list the places with the highest crime. And list the places that have the uh, most restrictive gun laws, and I'll bet you those lists correlate. Now, certainly there are places with low crime that don't have uh, that have bad gun law, that have uh, restricted gun laws, and there are places with low crime rates that have very free gun uh, gun. But you can almost exclusively in the U.S. places that have restrictive gun laws. Um, uh, uh, the places with high crime have restrictive gun laws, yeah. and it just doesn't work. Well, you know, this is the first time here in New Mexico that we passed we passed a gun law in the large city, Las Cruces, Santa Fe, and Albuquerque, and I think it's going to make a difference. Okay, I'm. I, I really hope it will. I think the but difference you're going to. It's, it's been outlawed for it'll decades. It'll make a difference. The <laughs> right. problem is which direction. It's been for decades now, Sarah. Decades that convicted felons have. It's been against the law for them to own weapons. Decades, and that hasn't worked. I just want to say that this state has been um, for the criminals because once they once they kill somebody and hit New Mexico, they stop looking for them. That's why the reservations were here, and the the, the Mormons that were persecuted they they settled the um, close from the. There are, um, there are Indian know, reservations in almost every state in the country, Sarah. Oh yeah, but the the, the this is a place of. There's, it's just a dust bowl back then. You could you can't throw anything. There's no water. Just so then. Um, I mean, I know we got reservations all over, but this whole state is like almost half reservations. It's always like been a it's been a desert for the last thousand years. You know, since the the Pueblo peoples, you know, basically used their corn and and 
and wore away all well, the, I mean, the but soil. But the thing is, that's the reason that that explains why the criminals ran over here and hid. Once they made it, nobody stopped bothering with them. You know, because if they were in New York and Carolinas, the 13 colonies, they would get hung. You know, once they caught them, they'd just be hanging on uh, off the tree. So you're saying it's still lawless there, or or so what? You, you don't think it's because of the uh, the trade in in uh, human trafficking coming up from the south? What What about human human trafficking and what New Mexico? What did you say? That's that's coming up from the southern border. Well, um, I do not know how much that is so true, but New Mexico has always been. Uh, favorable to, like, abusive towards women. Uh, the, they found, like, 13 women murdered um, on the West Mesa. They found 13, um, and they were all prostitutes. They got all murdered, and they still do not know who killed them. Well, yeah, well, so that doesn't mean they're favorable to murdering women. That just means that it is difficult to figure out who murdered a prostitute. And that is... Difficult. difficult. Right. These are people who keep their dealings uh, below board. And, you know, it's one of the reasons the prostitutes tend to be the target of these things um, is because, well, these are ladies that will be compliant for money and um, are not reporting their whereabouts to law enforcement or really anybody else. So it's, it's well, tough. What I'm is the, the human trafficking, the, that crime, the prostitution and pimps here, um, they're just they're just ruthless. Because uh, there's no penalties. It's a, it's a lawless state. Um, it's a, it's a it's a very uh, dangerous state for women, by the way. Well, the um, pips are ruthless still- because there's no marginal cost to not being ruthless. They're already committing a felony. So what are you going to do? Be like, oh, well, now it's a double felony. If prostitution was legal, as horrible as it as it is, then they would there would be a cost to them behaving badly in addition to that. And they'd be less likely to do it. Right now, there's no additional cost to that. They're already in trouble for prostitution. So if they get caught, it kind of doesn't matter what else they're going on because they're still going to jail for a very long if time. If the hookers could do their job legally in brothels with guns on their hips, that'd be a lot less crime against hookers. And, and that's the thing with any sort of a black market is it's not just the competition over territory or the, the fact that you're, you know, you're, you're, dealing in a criminal enterprise, but the fact that when you have people who are being exploited and taken advantage of, they don't have a legal redress avenue. You can't go to court and say, uh, my pimp stole my hooking money. So they have to fight it out on the street. So they fight it out on the street, whether it's a fight between the pimp and the hooker or the hooker and the john or, you know, whatever, as, you know, when you're dealing with yeah, it, something that should yeah, be vi- a, a victimless commercial enterprise, anyways. Um, but what yeah. are the hopes that this is a Christian-based um, 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 country? The origin of it is the Christianity. So what you're what you're conjuring up of making prostitution—that's almost impossible. Uh, prostitution's been legal in the United States for Jesus just about the whole history. Not to throw stones at prostitutes. Yeah, eight five five four five zero three seven three three. That's eight fifty five four fifty free. Don't throw stones at prostitutes. It's Free Talk Live, and you can call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about, just like Sarah did there, talking about New Mexico hookers. The number, 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Mike. 
Got a story here from the New York Post about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But first, I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. They're your premier source for everything Bitcoin and cryptocurrency related. You can help. Uh, they can help you choose a Bitcoin wallet, buy Bitcoin, show you where you can spend your Bitcoin, places like saveatpurse.com. They've got free Bitcoins over at free.bitcoin.com. they got news at news.bitcoin.com. You can engage with the community and their uh, forum, at the, the Bitcoin forum over there. You can learn all of this stuff and more. Just go to bitcoin.com. They've got games where, that you can play with your Bitcoin. It's learn more at bitcoin.com. That's bitcoin.com. So it says here from the New York Post, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez turned an overpriced croissant into a lesson on the minimum wage. Croissants at LaGuardia are going for $7 a piece. The New York Democrat tweeted Monday morning, yet some people think getting a whole hour of personal, uh, personal dedicated human labor for $15 is too expensive. She said her point wasn't that the croissant costs too much, although 7 bucks is outrageous for a croissant. Why does it cost $7? Because it's available at the airport because behind a security paying, screen. <laughs> because the people working at those places are getting union wages. In all likelihood, um, if you raise the price, if you raise this, by the way, people working in New York City, I'll bet that the number of people who are working for less than $15 is vanishingly small. Yeah. Vanishingly small. Um, Now, I'm not saying that there's not somebody inside the city of New York that isn't getting less than $15 an hour, but- wait staff can legally be paid less than the minimum wage because- they more than make up for it in tips. Well, presumably they are doing that job because they are making significantly more in tips. That's what I saw as a waiter. I got I got paid well better than than minimum wage yep. um, because, well, you know, I smiled and took care of my customers. I don't know. Uh, obviously, some restaurants are better than others. Not all restaurants are created equal, but you think they'd leave if they weren't getting paid enough. There's lots of places for wait staff. Oh, especially now, because there's a growing labor shortage that's not just in states like New Hampshire, but it's spreading across the country. Um, it's hard where, to find people who are willing to work. Well, that are, or, or that are worth hiring. Well, a shortage <laughs> isn't really a real thing. The problem is, like, you can't get wait staff if you're willing to pay for wait staff. The restaurants clearly aren't willing, and the clients indirectly because restaurants have a weird wage system, aren't willing to pay what it would go for, you can, always, you can by definition, always get something at the going rate. Well, what is the going rate? I'll have to contest that claim that you can't, that, that they're not willing to pay. McDonald's, I mean, the ultimate- They have a ter- terrible time. They're, and they're paying 13, they're paying 12 and $13 an hour as a base wage. But the supply curve plus, exists. There is a price point at which you can providing hire providing 401k health care and as much as $3,500 a year in educational benefits. When you calculate that all out, McDonald's is paying between $16 and $18 an hour for burger flipping. Well, I'm- well then the market said no. So they either can realize that they're not going to have employees or they can, you know, 
pay people more and raise the well, prices. Like those are the options. And it demonstrates that you know minimum wages don't are are unnecessary when the market. I decides. tend to think minimum wages are unnecessary, as I'm sure Melanie agrees. Uh, you know, it's just that what they're trying to do is insert themselves, and in many cases, like right now, it, when most of the country is paying, or at least a good portion of the country is paying. Uh, better than $15 an hour, it's easy to pass a minimum wage increase. Yeah. The problem is when you have a de- economic downturn like they did in 2008, then the floor of the wages can't go down and the companies can't, so companies go out of business or they cut employees. They- oh, in a downturn, the, the floor of the wages can go down and, and you know, you've got people lining up for burger flipping type jobs who have But if you have a minimum wage, they and- can't go down. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. Once, uh, you know, if there's a minimum wage in place, then you can't give a cut. You just have to, to, to you know, let them go. That's your or choice. increase the prices so you wind up with inflation. And- well, nobody wants to increase prices during the economic downturn. Mm-hmm. McDonald's cut its prices during the economic downturn, had a dollar menu, which at this point is more than a dollar, <laughs> last I saw. Way more. And so, I mean, there were there were like 12 things, 10 things on that dollar well, menu that you could go to McDonald's and get. And and right now, McDonald's has, you know, they it, it just announced this week that they're no longer contributing to a industry group that lobbies against raising the minimum wage because they're already paying so much more than the minimum wage. Yeah, why wage. would they? They're, it's a tends, waste of money. Yeah, that tends to be the position of large corporations in a monopolistic or quasi-monopolistic position. Yeah, because they offer, uh, you know, the fact is, is that people who work at McDonald's tend to work very hard. They have a quite a schedule there. Whereas if you go work at the mom and pop place, there might be a little bit of time to fiddle around on your phone between uh, pizza orders or something. Not going to be that way at McDonald's. Right. Um, at I least mean, Walmart my... co-wrote the ACA, like, and that's going to cost them money. Right. But that's they don't the, care uh, because Obamacare. they know that their competitors can't afford it. It's going to cost their competitors well, more. It, they're also <laughs> starting to provide health care through Walmarts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Let me go on with the story here. Um, GOP taking every tweet so earnestly, taking, making my point for me. It's not an argument against the price of the croissant. It's about the value of human worth. But I guess the idea is foreign to them since their policies treat people as disposable anyway. I, to me, I heard this, uh, her tweeting about a $7 croissant. And I just I just imagined, uh, you know, man yells at sky. Right? When you mentioned her name, I thought you were going to bring up the other story that's uh, in the news today. about What's that? Her. What'd she do? Uh, well, she uh, claimed in her recent rant in the House um, uh, that... Uh, the the republicans passed the uh, term limits ah, yes. uh to prevent uh Federal Rose, roosevelt right. from getting reelected when the fact is is that the amendment didn't even uh go into pass congress until 2 years after uh roosevelt was dead right it was to prevent it from ever happening again i would say but obviously wasn't uh you know what the republicans did by the way, I think Truman was the uh, was in office at that point, so is still a Democrat and in, in charge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes people get things wrong about history, but it, in this in this gal's case, she's constantly running her, her yacker, so they're going to go after her. In this case, um, you know, complaining about a seven dollar croissant. Look, I think that food at the airport's too expensive too. If you don't like it, go ahead and bring something. 
to the airport. Now, mind you, that's going to drive up the pricing of the things that are at the airport. If more people bought $7 croissants at the airport, they'd go down because somebody would be in competition for... But if you're bringing your well, own food, that's not your problem. They, right, it's not your problem. You know, right. Vendor space at the airport is, is limited. Yes, and all behind a security screen, too. Right, I mean, so, the government quite literally prevents you from leaving. You have to buy that if you're And they charge eat. a pretty penny for that space. Oh, yes, they do. Uh, think about all those waters they throw away that you have to rebuy. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. Sodas are too much at football games. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Doggo Suds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Doggo Sud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Doggo Suds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Talk live. You're welcome to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. We're talking about the outrageous price of croissants at the airport. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is outraged and uh, trying to draw a comparison between the price of croissants and minimum wage laws. And I think that the a minimum wage law change would be a, a victory for. Uh, AOC, as she's known, uh, because that's her people's kind of thing, right? Yeah, minimum wage. But the problem is, is that, yeah, I mean, the the, the cost of things needs to fluctuate. In an up she's, market, it needs to go up. In a down market, it needs to go down. She's becoming very good at driving jobs out of New York, um, much as when they increased the minimum wage in Seattle to $15, uh, there was a vast drop in restaurant employment. Um, they're seeing a similar drop in employment in New York to do with the increase in the minimum wage there. Um, and what's really interesting is that because of her taking credit for uh, making Amazon cancel their planned second headquarters in New York, um, there's uh, a a lot of people would have liked that uh, that that job. Twenty thousand jobs that were going to be in New York uh, to for the uh, Amazon. And Amazon pays well. It's not like a ten dollar an hour right. warehouse or Very anything like well. that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's. Uh, but if you're a liberal, you just hate big businesses, no matter what. Right. But that has encouraged uh, a number of Bronx residents to actually file for uh, to run against her in the next campaign. Uh, saying that uh, she does not actually represent uh, the people and, and interests of the people of, Vermo- of the of uh, the Bronx. Well, it's uh, that's actually a headline right here at the New York Post. Is her heart's not in the Bronx? Ocasio Cortez constituents turn against her. Now, obviously, not all of them did, but some of them did, I guess. I mean, you know, that's if the way she gets some uh, good uh, opposition in the campaign, that'll be a, a nice contest. She only, she only, it only took her fourteen thousand votes to win in in the Bronx, which you would think, would, you know, in an off-term election, even for an off-term election, it's not like a, a Republican was going to take the Bronx, turnout. right? <laughs> but you know, that was an extremely small turnout election. Yeah. So. 
855-450-3733. Let's go to Joe calling in from Albuquerque. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, first off, uh, not all liberals hate businesses coming in. I think the Amazon fiasco was stupid. But uh, No, I don't. But, but I think uh, that uh, that there's a, certainly a percentage of people that will use the term corporation as uh, some kind of pejorative. Right. And I'm not saying yeah, that I like corporations. Lame. I think that uh, people should be responsible for their actions, and corporations limit responsibility in many ways. However, what they're really saying is, I hate people making money and making better lives for their employees. Right. Well, and, and to that end, I'd like to say that if if you have a business and you can't pay minimum wage or better yet a living wage, then your business isn't viable in my opinion. But why, why should you get to say if somebody wants to work for me for what's, what is minimum wage? Can you tell me? I don't know. Uh, well here it's, uh, it's, uh, eight, seven fifty. I think seven fifty. Yeah. So if I want to pay, if I make an offer to somebody a seven twenty five an hour and they want to take that offer, whose business is it that they want to do that? You know, you can run your business as a nonprofit and pay your employees nothing as volunteers, and that's perfectly legal. And you can, by exploiting the volunteer labor for your nonprofit, you can pay yourself a nice fat salary that, you know, there's there's no reason why someone running uh, a, a nonprofit has to themselves be live in poverty. I mean, there's the whole nonprofit well, you both corporation. Have, you both have a good point. Uh, uh, but conversely, uh, if if you're like, like say, like I, I drive to a to a really small town, you know that uh, that's very poor to to go to work every day, and 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 if if the guy offering seven twenty five is the only job in town, then it, you know, it pretty well, much if it is, but that's kind of how yeah, pricing works. So it then when you save up to buy a car, which should be kind of the first thing you buy, then you can leave. Like, so what you're telling me is that's a really horrible place to live, and so that everyone so should move out. Money that you that you made off the seven twenty five an hour job and. You- Pack up and go. You're saying me. I mean, plenty of people <laughs> buy a real, car. Like, how realistic is but, that? Well, to be honest. It's I mean, entirely realistic. People well, wait buy a second. cars working at McDonald's all the time. The, the people do buy cars working at McDonald's. But I haven't made minimum wage since I was 15 years old. I mean, I spent eight and a half years in prison. I got out and I made more than minimum wage. I mean, what kind yeah. of person makes minimum wage as an adult head of household. If you're saying me, I'm an adult head of household. Right. So it's different than talking about somebody you're, making a minimum wage. Putting, you're putting everybody on, on your level. For example, I had an employee in California, uh, you know, back in the 80s, uh, who, who, you know, we paid him 15 an hour, which in L.A. is not much. Even. In the 80s, and, it sounds like a lot. Uh, it, it wasn't. Uh, okay. It, it, it's, it's tough to make it. And, and, uh, they, uh, you know, he didn't have the capacity or capabilities to make any more than minimum wage. He was. Okay. He so was, you're literally uh, telling me that uh, these people are worth less than what, you know, someone making more is. I mean, then that's why they're making less. Uh, well, here's, here's something very important. If you want that guy to have a job and he's going up against right. somebody else. 
then he's right. going to need to have uh, some wiggle room as far as pricing goes in order to get found. If he's he's going up to somebody going up against somebody who has normal cognition, he has less than normal cognition. Exactly how is he going to make himself more uh, attractive as an employee? Well, one of the ways is lower pricing. Move someplace where the cost of living That's is much true. lower. But if you have a family to feed, then what do you do then? Okay, if you're only worth minimum wage, and maybe not even because people are unwilling to hire you at even that, you don't need to go. Like, leftists have this really weird idea of what a living wage is. They always come up with this two-bedroom, four-family number. It's like, if you can't hold a minimum wage job, you you don't need to go out and have three kids. That's insane. And and nobody has ever lived that kind of a American dream uh, lifestyle was, on a minimum and, wage, and, despite what well, Elizabeth I, Warren says. Well, then that well then tell him to go down to the Catholic Church and tell them to subsidize it because they're then they're telling him to commit oh. insane behavior. Well, I'd be on board with that, you know, but but unfortunately, they you know they tend to think that you know they're they're going to get. You know they're going to burn in hell if they don't obey what they're being told. I can't but, explain what the Catholic but, Church's beliefs yeah. are. That sounds or why like the Catholic Church's problem. I mean, like so, labor's this a commodity. Else's problem. Labor's a commodity, and you don't go and complain that maybe Walmart has uh, you know this item or that item priced at what it has at, has it at. You don't call that this is discriminatory against Chinese workers in such and such a province. What you're concerned with is you're concerned about labor here in the United States, and that is. Pretty myopic in the sense that you're just focusing on one thing, but I mean everything has its price. Somebody's willing to pay whatever they're willing to pay, and they're not willing to pay something more. So I'm not going to get involved. An employer, and there's not always just one in town. Um, you know, can they can bid back and forth against uh, for an employee? That's what wages are. They're a bid for labor, and somebody accepted it, and they're always looking. You know, if 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 uh, iHeartMedia wants to come to me and offer me twice what I'm making here at Free Talk Live, I'm going to have to chat with Ian. You know. <laughs> well, it, it's it's good to have options. I've always had options, uh, but I always feel for those who don't. I I, I feel like, similarly. You're, you're, like nothing that you're proposing is going to give people additional options. If when I was 16. Somebody had raised the minimum wage to twenty five dollars an hour. That would not mean that I would be making twenty five dollars. No, an hour. you would be unemployed. People, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of more mad at them, you know, at the time, just because I was more mad in general. These people weren't trying to help me. They didn't propose anything to help me at the time. They wanted to take away what options I had. You're minimum trying to take law. away the options right. this guy has. Minimum wage laws do not boost you up the ladder. They cut out rungs from the economic ladder. Thank you for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. Free Talk Live eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Free Talk Live. If it's between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Eastern Time, we are live here on the radio for you to call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Mike. 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. And I'm going to ask you for a favor. Please. Go to twitch.freetalklive.com. We're trying to get enough viewers on Twitch that we get some kind of partner status or something like that. And we've been on there for a couple of years now. And, eh, you know, it's not like there's a lot of libertarian talk shows on Twitch. If we can get this, we'll get more people uh, to see 
the see us on the front page. We'll get front page status, and then people will see us, and then people who are not necessarily looking for libertarian politics necessarily, libertarian issues, would be seeing us, and you're helping to spread the word. So, please, it's uh, this is a form of activism you could do from your computer. Go to twitch.freetalklive.com and open up a window browser and leave it open as long as you can, like literally 45 days, twitch.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Joe calling in from Florida. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, uh, I heard you talking about uh, Ocasio-Cortez stating that the Republicans had passed a law to keep Roosevelt from running for president again. Yes. But I was alive at that time. I know that Roosevelt was dead. And I also, one of the things you didn't mention or nobody mentioned was that when they did pass that law, Harry Truman was the president, and he was exempted from it, which was the honorable thing to do. Yeah, I suppose that makes some sense. And uh, uh, I I always thought that was a very honorable thing to do. I also think that uh, term limits need to be imposed on more politicians than they are imposed on, but yeah, I I have to. I've been converted. Originally, I was like sort of like ah, eh, term limits. It's just moving the deck chairs on, around the Titanic. I'm of the opinion that well, it's probably better than not doing it. So I'm I'm on board with that. But it seems like the government's going to get bigger and bigger. Whether they got term there's there's term limits in lots of states, and their governments get bigger. Well, part yeah. of it is because you know once someone's out of office, uh, they go into lobbying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of All opposed right. to term limits. But, they increase the but, time uh, preference to a you, kind of extreme. You also degree. mentioned libertarian, and I am a libertarian. Good. Uh, I registered as a libertarian because I am kind of fed up with the both of the parties of the two party system. Yeah, it's what else are you going to do except uh, you know step out of the system and attempt to vote someplace else? It's not well, like. Or- or don't vote. I I know people that don't vote because they're fed up, and yeah. I, I think that's stupid. Yeah, I don't. I see why they do it, uh, but I, I understand why they do it. But I think that y- there is a chance. I mean, there's several third parties out there: the Constitution Party, the Libertarian Party, and all uh, the Green Party. I well, you know, some I like and some I don't. But but. There are third parties. Well, do they all okay, live in the if same? You're fed up with the two. Why just quit voting? Oh, do they and... all live in the same state as you? Do they live in states where they can vote for a third party because they're on the ballot? Well, I live in a state where I can vote for a third party. Right, but do all these other people also live in the same state? I, well, uh, yeah, the okay. majority of them live in one of two different states. And yes, both of those two states, they could vote for a third party. I, I, yeah, I, I say, say use your vote for a, for a protest. I vote. frequently tell people that uh, all if, if all the people who said that they didn't want to throw their vote away on a third party actually voted for a third party, yeah. they would be getting elected. You, <laughs> well, look, let's go back to Ross Perot. Yeah, let's do that. When he ran, all of a sudden, when he was his when he was coming up in the polls so fast, both of the two major parties started saying many of the things he was saying. Yeah, they adopted many of the stuff, um, many oh, yeah. much of his platform. A lot, a lot of yeah. the Republican contract with America came was based on stuff that Perot had been talking about. That Perot did, 
yes. And, and But the Democratic Party started moving towards some of the things he was saying, too. Yeah, I don't think that third parties are necessarily electable, at least at a federal level, but that's kind of what their purpose is, to kind of push one or the other towards they, they, something. They push, the, they push, at least on the on the federal level, at least they can push them towards a better thing for we the people. I agree with you. Joe, thank you for the call. Hope you call in again sometime. 855-450-3733. It's 855-450-FREE. All they're going to give you is a vote. You know? I mean, you can get involved as you want to get involved, and certainly that'll make you more effective. But basically, all most Americans get is a vote. And if you're not happy with what you're getting, eh, I can see why you'd uh, choose to go third party. Generally, I do. But, you know... There's times when I kind of look back in retrospect, and I'm like, oh, boy, I'm not so sure about that. Anyway, uh, I've got a story here that I wanted uh, to get into here um, in the uh, the next hour about Walmart being in competition with Amazon. And I think that this is uh, this is the competition for the next decade, is you're going to see these two big behemoths going at it. I want to talk about that a little bit more. But um, going back to the article we had here on Ocasio-Cortez, she has been apparently calling out her uh, co-workers, her, her fellow Congress critters, uh, her, her, her fellow liars and thieves about what they're paying their staff. She said, GOP, um, excuse me, when Ocasio ran for Congress this week, there it is, there it is, I, I went to a dive spot in D.C. for some late night food. I chatted up the staff, several bartenders, managers, and servers currently worked in Senate and House offices. This is a disgrace, she tweeted at the time. Congress, of all places, should raise MRAs so we can pay staff an actual D.C. living wage. She announced in February that no member of her staff would make less than $52,000 a year. And although Ocasio-Cortez sometimes scrambles her facts, she got the croissant price right. In fact, that the croissants do uh, cost that. And... First off, I don't think a lot of people are working in Congress for minimum wage, but it's probably expensive to live in D.C. Oh, yes. $52,000 a year. I don't know if that's a living wage or anything like that, but I would have called that at one point in my life, you know, what I wanted to reach, you know, like a pinnacle of earning potential for me about 10 oh, years and, ago. Yeah. Well, if you're living in upstate New Hampshire or downstate uh Florida in the Panhandle or wherever, then you know that's a pretty good wage. But uh, some in place, DC, it's not much. No, no, it doesn't get go very far. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to make when I got right out of undergrad. But I was also living in a place with a much lower cost of living. The minimum wage proponents tend to move the goalposts on you a lot, though. You know, they'll talk about how many people are making minimum wage, and then they'll uh, speak as though those people are uh, career-minded, head of household, uh, you know, have kids, and those kind of things. And, and not 16. <laughs> maybe right. they can make more money if you lift the hour restrictions on them, and they can work more. Maybe maybe that's... And that's a well, really important point, Melanie, because when, um, you know, in 2008, when the economic downturn occurred, and people getting riffed from their jobs, and they're going to work at a fast food restaurant, making minimum wage, and so you've got a situation where a 30-year-old is going up against a 15-year-old for the same job at the same price... The 15-year-old can no longer ask for a lower wage in order to get trained on how to work. That's why you've got a generation of incompetent boobs at this point that don't know how to work. Is they didn't st- I started working at 12 years old. 
Oh, but and yeah, I wasn't even making minimum wage at the time. I, I would say that you know, that's was a temporary thing a decade ago. Yeah, I mean, sure. You know, now there's massive teenage unemployment, um, but it's impossible for business people to find to 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 hire useful teenagers to work at at any wage. I think that, that that what it did was it just basically stopped teen work, and it's probably never going to come back I think in our pa- lifetimes. Parents are just coddling their kids these days. You know, you, you they're letting them you know live in the basement and play their video games, and you just you know. Admittedly, mutter. the little computers we carry around in our pockets uh, now are far more interesting than the lint yeah. that I carried around in mine when I was uh, you know in the 1980s. But uh, you know, I mean, kids have to have an opportunity to work. If you want to have this group of people who's prepared for the next uh, generation, they've got to get jobs, and uh, you know, they they have to make it easier for employers to employ these people, not harder. It's almost impossible. Well, they need for- to they need to teach them to have a work ethic in school, you know, which doesn't happen. Well, it's- you can't really teach that by like reading it in a book. You have to be like, okay, it's sure if not you want work- this, you have to have a job. Well, you're not going to take <laughs> like, that's- government bureaucrats and teach somebody a work ethic. How does that work? <laughs> you know, <laughs> union member government well, what are you bureaucrats. Do when you've got you know no father figures, you know, being there, you know, saying you're going to get a job, whatever. I don't know. All you can do is uh, make. All you can do is raise your own kid, right? Yeah. There's really not much you can do about sort of a, on a societal level. Anybody who tries to do that just ends up wiping out, uh, you know, the next generation, some kind of purge or something. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's eight fifty five four fifty free. Free talk live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale, totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com Is free talk live and you are free to call in and talk live here on this live edition of free talk live it's mark with you melanie and mike the number is 855-450-3733 it's 855-450-free and i got a story here from fastcompany.com talking about how walmart's ready to take on amazon and Amazon really has, you know, stepped in and eaten some of Walmart's lunch, you know, as far and as retail goes. they just bought Whole Foods recently, so they're going into the food. Yeah, market. eating their organic lunch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Walmart is going to try to fight back, and I think they've got a very clever plan here uh, that may actually work. I When I first read this, I'm like, oh, boy. The dinosaur is lashing with its tail. Oh, yeah. You can order uh, from Walmart online and pick up uh, food at the at the Walmart. Um, it's I, I tried this out at, at the Lebanon Walmart, okay. and um, I was uh, grossly unimpressed. Now, okay. now, the Lebanon Walmart isn't a large, one of the large Walmarts. 
uh, they don't have the room to build the whole the whole pickup area where you pull your car in and they come out and load your stuff in. You've actually yeah, got to walk that in. I'm really not impressed with the idea of uh, parking in a Walmart parking lot, walking into the Walmart and you know like, yeah. getting food. I, I had mean. to walk all the way to the back of the store. Oh boy, to where the pickups were. Yeah, and my stuff wasn't there. Oh boy, and they said, "Oh, it's going to be here next week," and I'm like, you know, you guys are. Doing this I ordered to, food. Yeah, you, what? You, know, <laughs> you guys are doing this to compete with Amazon. Next week doesn't cut it. If I'd done ordered this from Amazon, they probably would have been dropping it off at my house right. with a drone by now. You know? Right, a helicopter <laughs> over your house. The helicopter. All right, let's go to the phones here real quick before we get into it. Uh, David calling in from New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I want to address. Uh, there's a recurring theme. Um, uh, uh, humans having children, the, the argument that, uh, if people can't afford children, then they shouldn't have them. And where does that come from as compared to that having children is simply the natural state of things? Well, there's lots of things that are natural that are a bad plan. That are a bad plan. So whose plan is that? The plan of whoever is doing the action, kind of by definition, like just because something's natural doesn't mean you should do it. I mean, like, it's natural if somebody that, walks up to you and curses you out to punch you in the face. It doesn't mean you should do it. Physics, physics did. So whether you want to attribute yeah. that to God or evolution or the like, whoever you want to credit with that, that's kind of physics. Yeah. If you don't have enough of food to feed another person, you wind up with Somalia. Enough food? Why? 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 Why would I not have enough food? Because you suck, but if that, I'm not saying you personally are in that situation. Excuse me just a minute. Did you, did you just say that I suck in the course of this conversation? I said if a, person, if a person does not have enough of food to feed themselves and they are living in the U.S., which is what we're talking about, yeah, they suck. Okay. Uh, thanks for differentiating that. So now why would a person not have enough food? Because they're not producing enough to get enough food. If we're if we're talking about a developed would, nation, that is the case. Why 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 would they not have enough food? Why would they not be able to produce enough food? Well, produce enough money to buy food. I think is just what she's saying. Because they're being well. Wait a minute. Why but... why would you need money? Why would you need money to buy food? I'm standing right now. I'm standing in any and anybody can. But just for example, I'm standing. I'm the only person in the middle of fifty thousand acres. I think there's enough land out here for me and about a thousand other people to raise enough food to, to live on. So is there what enough is water? the problem? Why, why, That's is another option water? if you want to grow. I'm not saying you yeah, have yeah, to buy yeah, it from Walmart. Yeah, you can grow Mark, your own. The answer to Mark, wait a minute, Melanie. Mark asked me a question. Let me answer it. Yes, there's enough water. Okay. I'm, I, you know, New Mexico, so to me, I think of 50,000 acres in New Mexico as being dry. The Rio Grande, the Rio Grande is less than two miles from me. Okay. All of them, all of the, snow from southern Colorado melts and goes down the Rio Grande, and the Rio Grande continues to flow 2,000 miles all the way to the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. And that's, and that's, that's just the Rio Grande. That's not rainfall, and that's not underground water. So I had, we had a, a garden at my house uh, for some time, and there's no way we could have ever produced enough food for three people to, uh, to I no. mean, to, like, to, to have done, to have worked a job and produced food. There's no way I could have ever no. done it. I've lived in New Mexico when I was in in the Air Force, and when I first arrived there, I you know coming from the Northeast, I'm like, this is the butt side of the moon, 
And when I got to, I was going to Cannon Air Force Base, which is in eastern New Mexico, up on the High Mesa. And uh, the uh, the local uh, community leaders held a, a monthly uh, luncheon for all the new uh, airmen showing up on base. And I, I I'll remember to my dying day that the 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 guy who was like the leader of the local business community ran this basically instead of a city council they had this group called the council of 50 which everyone called the shifty 50 and it was mostly <laughs> retired officers who owned all the, the businesses in town and he would get up there and his story was that uh if you welcome to clovis new mexico uh, there's a girl behind every tree, so if you can find yourself a tree, you've got it made. No good. <laughs> Not too many trees. No, no. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so getting getting back to what I was attempting to illustrate is, um, I keep hearing that humans should not reproduce unless they can afford to spend. Um, what, what, what do they need, Melanie, in your calculations? Do they need to have how many thousands of dollars per month? It depends per on where you live. I don't. It depends on where you live. You need food, a place to live. Like, I'm not... If you can make it on $15,000 a year, I mean, that's your business. The only time... These people are coming to me and saying, I don't have enough money. And so my response is that is, then be better. Like, I don't... So, so but But ultimately what you're saying is that people who have not become clever enough to separate other humans... From their cash, uh, from their fiat money, because to provide them with the product or service they need, then they should not reproduce. Yes, if you are not intelligent enough, because we were talking about U.S. minimum wage laws. So if you were in Venezuela, this does not apply to you. We're talking about U.S. minimum wage laws. If you were living in the U.S. and you cannot figure out how to make enough money or grow your enough food or however you want to do it to support yourself, so that you do not starve to death. Yes, you do not need a kid. That, that is not genocide. Okay, That's called evolution that's, in action. Okay. Well, no, no welfare no, is which genocide. This is the opposite of genocide. There's there, well, who created welfare? The states. The socialists. So who is the state? Who is the state? A bunch of a holes running around with AKs, telling people if they don't give them fifty percent of their income, they're going to shoot them in the face. That's what the state is. They use what, ARs. What 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 is an a hole? What, do you want a definition? Well, the FCC is a thing, so you're going to have to figure that one out on your own. The government is uh, an organization of human beings that is the most successful gang in a given geographic area. Okay, good. So we're back to humans. So so it is humans that are doing this to other humans. Yeah, that's that's the course of history. there's, there's, There's humans that are telling other humans not to reproduce. It's probably a good idea. To not reproduce That's if you cannot. People that Look, there are lots of people in the government ourselves. that want you to reproduce yeah. if you are not capable of, uh, want yeah. people who are not capable of paying for their Here's children the to reproduce. An average human being needs a th- 2,000 calories per day. If you're having it's way less X than many that for kids, le- less, less for kids. But if you are not earning enough money or otherwise gardening or hunting or whatever to provide for yourself, never mind kids, enough calories to live, so you're starving your children because you are good for nothing economically or productively, then, yeah, you should not be having kids. You are abusing children by starving them. So the criterion is if you're clever enough to produce 2,000 calories a day per kid, then it's okay to have them. Yeah, and that's a pretty low bar, but yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's an I mean, I was doing that because- at 16 years old, and then again at 18 years old, working at McDonald's with no roommates, 
paying all my own bills and I wasn't starving to death. But you know what I was smart enough to realize I didn't need was a baby. So, so it, 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 we've, it, we've established it's fairly simple to create 2,000 calories a day per person in your family. So, so why is there any argument that humans shouldn't have w- whatever children that they have? Why because they're they coming to, to us saying well, we can't Well, no one's saying that they shouldn't have the eat. children they have. They're saying they shouldn't have any more. Thanks for the call, David. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE. Talk live. You can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you, Melanie, and Mike. I want to tell you about my pillow? Not my pillow specifically, although that's my experience that we're talking about. It's the my pillow brand. My pillow is just the single best pillow I've ever used in my life. And I, by the way, am not getting paid to do this live read. This is you know, if you use our coupon code, yeah, we'll get paid on it. But um. You know, I, I'm not dying for people that will give me a revenue share program here, people. I'm telling you, I love my pillow because I do. I love it. Uh, you hold the what it does is hold your head and neck in the right position. If you're getting headaches, you're having uh, you know difficulty sleeping, you know things like that. Maybe you should start with a pillow change. If you've got a down pillow, yes, you should start with a pillow change immediately. Throw that antiquated thing away and get a my pillow. Uh, I, I I slept on one for years. They've got a sixty day money back guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can hold the down pillow in your closet for sixty days. How's that? If that'll make you feel a little bit uh, better. If you use uh, our coupon code FTL, you get free shipping. Go to mypillow.com. You get two uh, my pillow premium pillows uh, for one low price, and you get free shipping with coupon code FTL. If you don't like it, you've got sixty days to return it. Well, by the way, you can wash a MyPillow. That means that all the little creepy crawlies that are living in uh, all the little different parts of uh, your current pillow, they won't be able to live there if you're washing it. MyPillow.com, promo code FTL. So I've been uh, I've been promoting this this article here about uh, Walmart and, and Amazon and their war and uh, Walmart's big plan to be uh, come out on top. From FastCompany.com, Catherine Schwab. Walmart's the biggest employer in the country and the largest retail company in the world, but it's currently locked in a battle for consumers' dollars with Amazon that dominates online shopping. Walmart hopes to leverage one of uh, one staggering fact. 90% of Americans live within 10 miles of a Walmart store. I don't know if I'm in that uh, statistic. In a recent talk at the uh, South by Southwest conference in Austin, Walmart's chief technology officer revealed how the company is thinking, Jeremy King is his name, how the company is thinking of new ways to take advantage of its vast physical footprint to make the shopping experience more convenient for customers, whether in person or online. The key? Walmart stores are doubling as warehouses for online shoppers. It's something other retailers, including Target, are also trying to do to compete with Amazon, but no other traditional retailer has Walmart scale. The greatest part about Walmart using the Walmart store is that the store is already profitable, King says. And this is true. If you've got an Amazon warehouse, you have to sell things out of it to make money. But you've got a Walmart store currently, which has product, in many cases, within 
10 miles, uh, 90% of the cases, within 10 miles of somebody's house, Amazon has to drive, has to, to get that product in, you know, 150, 200, 300 miles from warehouse to your door. Walmart has to get it 10. And that's a distinct advantage for this company. Now, Walmart has a pretty good online website, but people are still used to going to Amazon. As a matter of fact, if you want to shop at Amazon using uh, cryptocurrency, you can go to saveatpurse.com. There you sign up for an account, you can watch the instructional videos, and you can see how to save 20 to 30% on the things you buy. But um, we also, if you want to shop at Walmart, you can go through shop.freetalklive.com, and we get a portion of your, your, your purchase price. But I don't think anybody's done it recently. It, it, you, are you getting like a 15% uh, I don't affiliate know. on that? I have no idea what our affiliate uh, fee is. I, I actually Amazon sev- fired us from as se- affiliate. Several years ago, I actually built a, a VR simulator of a Walmart. Virtual reality simulator. Re- like virtual reality simulator. And, and signed up as an affiliate with Walmart. And so I had virtual versions of all the products on the shelf. Wow. And you could click on them, and it would go to that product on their website. And would give my and so they you could go and shop at wall, virtual Walmart and buy actual stuff. It's impressive. And yeah, yeah, so that's because they can't. So if you want to buy something from Walmart, you have to Google you know X product Walmart. Whereas on Amazon, I can just type in what I'm looking for, and unless it's something really weird that also means something else, it's going to come up. So it's Walmart's search engine is Walmart. not great. Yeah, no, they just have one of the well, ones like everybody else has that just doesn't work. Well, okay. the other problem is that that Walmart prices are Walmart prices, whereas on Amazon, Amazon could be carrying their stuff, but you know, all kinds of merchants can sell stuff on Amazon. Walmart carries yep. third party sellers also. Oh, they do the, the website. I have not seen or... that. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not good because their website's not good, but yeah, they're on there. Okay, well, that's impressive. Uh, the greatest part about Walmart using the Walmart store is it's already profitable. If you can use uh, if you can use those warehouses, it's a game changer. As warehouses, it's a game changer for us, and that's true, right? Like they're putting stuff out on shelves. They're warehousing merchandise already. Most of the cost of e-commerce is in shipping. If you think about the ability to have deployed inventory five miles away from seventy percent of Americans, so I guess. Um, Ninety percent of Americans live within ten miles of a Walmart, and seventy percent of Americans live within five miles of a Walmart. Is the uh, statistic here? And this is true for Ian. It's not true for me. I don't think I'd have to look at uh, as the crow flies. I'm sure is the statistic they're looking for. I know you can. It is not ten ten a ten mile drive uh, from my house to a Walmart, but. I'm curious. I'd have to you know have to go take a look at a at uh, maps. I think it'd be close there. Because I drive by your house to get here when I... I've actually moved, but it's close to that house, yes. And it's a little farther from my current house to that one, but yeah. You can figure out uh, the last mile. You're talking about making a difference in profitability, and he's right. Basically, you know, with 70% of Americans living within five miles of Walmart and 90% living within 10, Walmart just has to get product to you five or 10 miles, and it's in pretty good shape. Amazon has to go a lot further a lot faster and it's going to take some work for walmart to pull this off but amazon pulled it off they can they can move the product 200 miles in many cases a day i get i have amazon prime so if i buy something it's uh they've you got two-day shipping or whatever right it's usually there in a day yeah i don't know I, when i ordered stuff on walmart it didn't get shipped to me i had to go pick it up so uh if if walmart is, they have to solve that problem yeah 
desperately need to solve that problem because people are wanting to leave their houses less and less, it seems. I, I, I mean, I, I re- read stories about young people. Look, I don't, I don't know what young people do at night. I have no idea. But I read stories about them. They don't even want to go out. Uh, when I was a kid, 16, 17, 18 years old, I'm constantly arguing with my mother to try to get another half an hour out of this lady. Oh, midnight, I get, how about mid 12.30? I actually wouldn't mind picking it up if I could just drive up there and have them loaded in like you see on the TV commercials. That'd be nice. I don't want to park and then go in the store and, and, and you know, the whole point of doing this yeah. online is to avoid that store experience. That's not a, not a convenience. Yes. Yeah, especially when December rolls around. Walmart is a nightmare uh, when, when Christmas shopping begins. I try to just you know, buy a bunch of groceries in November and that never actually works. And, and not just because your typical Walmart denizens are, are not the most attractive people to be around. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I I suppose. I mean, every, everybody's there, though. You have to not stand in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> in spandex. <laughs> but everybody's at Walmart. I mean, yes, they, they, they there's certainly some great pictures on the Internet. And frankly, if you go in real life, you'll find a few a few whoppers. But, um, I mean, none, everybody's there. I'm there if I'm seeing them. You know. Oh, I love shopping at Walmart. I just don't like the other people that were shopping. <laughs> That's part you of shopping like at Walmart, You just don't like other people. No? 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. This is a special alert for business owners, consultants, coaches, folks planning retirement, entrepreneurs, and anyone who is saving and investing to build a financial future. You are likely aware that financial privacy for most people has recently died a miserable death. And let's face it, without privacy, there really is no security, is there? Bankrupt governments and banks on the verge of collapse are perhaps the biggest threat to your financial future today. The Lighthouse Law Club recognizes this and has been working diligently to provide safe, secure, and productive tools to ensure your privacy, your financial security, and your future financial well-being, despite the catastrophes which many people fear are looming ahead of us. Find out more with a variety of free videos on the YouTube channel for Lighthouse Law Club. Just search YouTube for Lighthouse Law Club and secure your future today. It's Free Talk Live. You're welcome to call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Mike. Reading this story from FastCompany.com about Walmart taking on Amazon. And their plan to compete, I think, is very good. Now, implementation, it's all about implementation. And Amazon didn't get where they are overnight. They've been around for going on 20 years now. And they've been del- successfully delivering things to your door over time. They didn't start with the, you know uh, two day free de- or you know, two day free delivery or anything like that. It took them a while to get their processes yeah. down. But Walmart doesn't need to deliver, you know, one, two, three hundred miles from their warehouse in two days. They just need to deliver five miles or 10 miles from their store because they said 90 percent of americans live within 10 miles and, of walmart, and walmart store. is not one of these old-fashioned stores i mean you can you, you can compare the it's the situation where walmart has to compete against amazon versus sears roebuck which has right. just gone bankrupt and you would think that the company that pioneered direct marketing and mail order marketing 
mail order sales would have this stuff down pat and would roll with changes in the marketing, but they didn't. And no. Amazon ate them for lunch, and now Walmart sees what happened to Sears and says, we don't want that happening to us. We better get with the program. History is replete with these stories of uh, these great companies crumbling before competition. And sometimes uh, we should be more surprised that the Sears Roebuck Company did crash and burn in our lifetimes. I mean, we should be stunned. I remember looking at that Sears catalog when I was a kid. I remember uh, the you know the uh, WGS, I think uh, WLS, world's largest store, the radio station that was broadcast from <laughs> the Sears Tower, the tallest, what one time tallest building in America. This is all Sears and. <sighs> It's yeah. crashed. We but, used to, as kids, we used to go through the Sears catalog and mark up what we wanted for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that's what, exactly down, what I did. Put it, you put your initials down, what you wanted for Christmas, and so then the the parents could decide, you know, what Santa was going to get you. Yeah, what they were and were, were not going to get you. Yeah. I uh, probably got too much, but um, I, yeah, absolutely, it's uh, it's it's the truth that that was you know part of life. Going on here. Walmart um, at Walmart users create shopping baskets online and schedule them for delivery whenever they want, adding items up until the uh, night before the scheduled time. The reason they can order so late is because a fully stocked Walmart store is so close by. Also, Walmart uses a machine learning algorithm to predict which items frequent shoppers will want every week. King says the shoppers order the same items they ordered the previous week 85% of the time. I mean, this is true. My my wife buys a particular brand of a paper towel and a particular brand of toilet paper, and I'm I sure eat the same stuff all the time. Right. I mean, that's you know what you like: tuna, spaghetti, pasta, tomato sauce. You can go to the store and see new things. It's yeah. always a good idea to get to try out some new stuff, get uh, new things in your diet. However, you know the things that you're going to buy. Yep. And. He's, I'm sure he's absolutely right that uh, 85% of the time they're holding what you want within 10 miles yep. of you, and all they got to do is get it to you. So the company doesn't have to worry much about running out of stock, at least not too much. Well, that's not my experience with Walmart. But okay. you, so Walmart runs out of things? Walmart runs out of things all the time. Okay. I, I'm not familiar. I, I don't do the shopping at my house. I just know what business plans look like, and this seems like a it's good one. It's not as bad up here, uh, like everything else, <laughs> as it was in Covington, but... Covington. Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, there they would just be like out of spaghetti or out of like just basic, basic things. They seem to be not as good, and this is that speculation on my part. That happens in Claremont, which is a city between Keene and where I live in Lebanon, Um Claremont is has a lot of people uh, on welfare and and uh, Section Eight housing and that sort of thing, and but you with, but they when know they that. get issued their checks, they're all going sh- to the Walmart. But they for know their that shopping. they know on the first or on whatever yeah. it is. But they clean that store out. Well, they get more when stuff. They, yeah. I mean, I think Melody's right. If you, this if this might happen, if this happens three times in a row, store manager, 
It is, that ought to be your job. Yeah, they were just like not doing inventory. I don't know what they're doing up here. I know in Comic Con they would just not do inventory. Be like, oh, the computer does inventory. No, it doesn't. They have uh, new inventory. I believe this story talks about it. New inventory solutions. So because um, Walmart has so many stores that are so close to so many people, it may actually be more convenient for someone to stop by their local store than wait for a delivery to arrive. Walmart stores now feature large vending machine-like towers where you can pick up an online order and lockers for even bigger delivered items. These ideas are similar to Amazon's self-service delivery lockers, which are often stationed at stores like 7-Eleven. I didn't even know about that. But while Amazon pays a monthly fee to stash its lockers in other companies' retail spaces, Walmart already has the real estate to scale up their uh, pickup stations across the country without need to rent space. King says this is uh, the Walmart uh, guy, uh, the, the you know their 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 the his brainchild, right? Says the company is applying this same logic to groceries for people who want to avoid the chaos of walking up and down the aisles of their local Walmart instead of want to pick up groceries on their way home from work. I don't care about being in the Walmart. I care about stopping at the uh, like the parking lot. That's what I care about. I just don't want to be in the parking lot. I don't want to park my car. I don't want to you know walk into the store oh, or anything like that. I hate like the that. Walmart parking lots. You go in there and all the pe- other people are just moseying along at the slowest possible pace. It's impossible to get around. And and then, you know, it's not like you know, if you wanted to, it's not like running into a store. It's just so much bigger. Everything's on a grander scale. And maybe I just maybe I just need to man up and uh, live I mean, with these things. I mean, that's the choice you made when you decided not to go somewhere more expensive. Like, of course, the cheaper place is busier. It's true. Um, instead of uh, they want to pick up their groceries on their way home from work, Walmart has built tech tools to enable it. Some Walmart employees called uh, personal shoppers use an optimization app that charts out a pathway through the store so they can pick up all the groceries that people have ordered in the most efficient way possible. But... They're not just filling uh, one shopping cart at a time. King says that each personal shopper could be filling around eight different orders at once, each of which could have 50 to 100 items. The app routes the person through the store so that he or she has the shortest path to pick up every single uh, ordered product. This... I mean, this is a whole new job description, basically. Um, you make an order, and somebody's job it is to you know look on their little uh, phone or you know some kind this of device. An awesome personal shopper. I mean, it's, well, it's, that's a great add-on for for Walmart to enhance their business. And Walmart likely isn't going to have to raise prices to do it. There's already what what they call pickers warehouses, yeah. uh, and you know what Amazon has pickers, and they're going and they're putting your stuff together. Walmart's prices tend to be com- pretty competitive with Amazon, is my guess. Uh, I mean, you know, these oh are- yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I I won't complain about with the with the trial orders that I did with Walmart is the pricing was great. Yep. Um, you know, one of my packages was dented up, but other than that, and and I didn't like going into the store to get my stuff. But uh, you know, other than that, yeah, the prices are fantastic. Soon they're going to be delivered into your house. I hope think- so. King here says, think of the stores as many warehouses. When the employees uh, meet customers in a designated pickup area and load their bags directly onto their uh, car truck. So there you go. They're going to bring it out to you. Um, that would be, for a lot of people, I think, uh, preferable if they could have like sort of some lanes where they just, you know, you just pull in and then the personal shoppers come out and put your stuff in within yeah. a couple of minutes and, and off you go. They have that in Manchester. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They have lots of big cities. One problem with uh, treating your store like a warehouse is that you're probably going to run out of products faster. 
King talked about how one of Walmart's never-ending challenges is that a product will be out of stock. Employees used to be charged with walking the aisles to spot out-of-stock items, but now Walmart's rolling out a robot that's designed to do just that. Equipped with cameras and a map of what's supposed to be on the shelf, the robots stroll around hunting for missing items. If it finds one, it alerts a store employee to restock the item. So they do have stuff in the back room. And I've noted that weather in this area of the country will really mess up Walmart inventory because they've got trucks moving all the time. And when the weather, particularly blizzard, stops those trucks from moving, the shelves are going to go empty. You sell enough stuff and one day uh, delay makes a big difference. 855 450 free. You think this is going to work? You think Walmart's uh, at, at the end of it all? Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live final segment. We might be able to squeeze a call in. The number is 855-450-3733, or you can use the uh, Discord chat. You go to discord.freetalklive.com, download the app there, and then you can use that, call in, and you sound great. Discord.freetalklive.com. It's Mark with you. Melanie. And Mike. Finishing up the story here from fastcompany.com about Walmart uh, getting in competition with Amazon. They're discussing how Walmart has these inventory robots now that are constantly checking. There's more than a thousand of these robots uh, patrolling Walmart stores across the U.S., and they're constantly checking the uh, the inventory. They also integrate with an accordion-style conveyor belt that's used to unload trucks at 400 Walmart locations. The conveyor belt automatically sorts all the boxes coming out of the truck into different departments. That's pretty impressive that these these robots are knowing where to send these items if the shelf scanning robot notices that a product is out of stock it can notify the conveyor belt robot which will put any items that are out of stock into a priority queue so that people can put the items back on the shelf as soon as possible it's bringing the logistics and automation of a warehouse right to the store where people are shopping Walmart plans to build support warehouses on the sides of some stores for what he's called high-velocity grocery items, stuff that's always in demand that could cut down in time for uh, personal shopper employees who are collecting items for delivery or pickup. Employees could then head over to the store itself for items that uh, consumers typically request less, like cooking utensils. With all of it being enough to will all of that be enough to beat Amazon? It's too early to tell. But Walmart's profits are surging. In 2018, its online sales grew 40%. That's pretty impressive. I See, I don't personally like to shop online because I feel like you hunt around too much looking for stuff. I just don't want to do it. But, um, you know. I, I just don't like being scammed on, and uh, you know, I, I, I've had enough of these situations where I've ordered stuff online and, and never gotten what I ordered. Okay. Uh, I've never gotten that from a company. I've gotten that from people. I got that from something I ordered that was advertised on Facebook. Okay. uh, So I'm... Well, what I find is the bigger companies do their best to... They may not have the whole variety of things the little companies have, uh, but the bigger companies are pretty good about delivering what they say they're going to deliver. Anyway, uh, the company ends its uh, fiscal year in January 2019 with... uh, half a trillion dollars in revenue by using technology to put the company's uh, colossal retail footprint to work for online deliveries and orders. Walmart showing how tech can transform traditional retail into something of a hybrid. I think 
Well, I know they can do it. The question is whether they pull it off or not, uh, because a lot of the you know history is littered with uh, these giants of retail or giants uh, you know uh, of business. I think they'll pull it off because Walmart's still young enough where it's it, the people that are still running the company were involved in its massive growth. You know, it's not a mature company where all they care about is delivering dividends to to shareholders. Um, where which is kind of yeah. the situation with like Sears Roebuck, where the people running it are just managers. They're not innovators or they're not expansionists into going into new markets. It's a real catastrophe what happened to Sears. But I mean, presumably the market's better for it. Yeah. You know, uh, they you know, they decided they'd get on. They got on the wrong side of Kmart and <laughs> got on the wrong <laughs> side of quite a few things. Just didn't work out. I, I miss my craftsman tools. You know, I, that yep. was my favorite line, you know, despite all the. Yep snap on and and mac tools and so forth i really love the the craftsman line of tools and i was raised the craftsman was the best tool you could own and And then they decided to that they should advertise selling dresses that was weird when that happens craftsman dresses (laughs) no sears they decided that they weren't a tool company anymore they were now a clothing company and advertised that heavily which i think shot their credibility It it was just really weird when they did that I, I can't tell you when we stopped uh, shopping at Sears, but it was probably it was somewhere in the very early '80s. I mean, basically, just didn't have it; just wasn't for us anymore. But um, I still did go in there for tools now and then. Oh yeah, it, it, like a lot of the local Sears stores basically got whittled down to where they were selling tools and appliances, appliances and tools. Yeah, and those are things that they you know they were making money on, and that's what they should do, but. Obviously, they weren't able to compete against the big ones, yep. and uh, we'll see whether this uh, this happens or not. But Amazon isn't exactly posting profits either, although there's a lot of revenue, uh, and I suspect they could. Uh, and you know, Bezos is obviously a very rich guy, as I understand it. I mean, I, I don't I don't keep cup on these things or anything like that. But Amazon keeps its profits low, so it doesn't have to pay. Um, pay taxes on it and so they can continue to expand and grow and grow well, and grow they, you know their gross profits they reinvest in developing technology and right. and expanding their distribution and so forth so you know they're very focused on their growth so yeah they don't spe- you know pay a lot of dividends because they're you know delivering shareholder value by expanding the the value of the company and as i understand it uh there's a, most of like a good portion of amazon's revenue comes from a few sort of sectors um like they, they, they do a lot with this amazon fire they make a lot of money that way yeah. and um they do real well with uh server farms or something oh that was something where they really basically created a whole industry um that you know people in tech thought they were crazy about but they got such a f- big lead in providing uh server you know, virtual server services because they needed them themselves, that by the time that became a thing in the market, nobody else could provide the service that they they could provide. So Amazon is the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The cloud, somebody else's computer. (laughs) (laughs) I, um... Look, I'm not rooting for Walmart or over Amazon or Amazon over Walmart here. I just thought this was an interesting innovation. Walmart does have a, a leg up on Amazon, 
And I think that a lot of people, probably myself included, really just kind of expected Amazon to grow and Walmart to shrink. I'm not enamored with the online experience of shopping at Walmart that I have had in the past. Yeah, there's still two different things in my head. Like Walmart is for groceries and things I can buy immediately and Amazon is for things that I can't get a hold of immediately there's an interesting thing going on with amazon where you know you talked about the the distance to the walmart stores versus the amazon warehouses amazon is bringing in a lot of outside distribution centers for instance a lot of ups centers they're expanding their warehouse capacity to operate as fulfillment centers for, for Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a brilliant idea and Walmart definitely needs to figure out how they're going to get things from the store to your house. So if they're within 5 miles of 70% of Americans, then they've got a pretty small problem to solve which is an interesting problem because it's not that's not delivering five to ten miles isn't a fedex thing it's not a ups thing and it's not really even a a postal service thing anymore that's going to require some new delivery service and maybe walmart is going to innovate that sort of a, a franchise local delivery service to that serves that sort of a market my prediction with walmart on that is that they're going to pretend that cashiers and drivers are interchangeable and mess it up that way because they've already kind of started doing that and those are two very different skill sets people aren't interchangeable that way (laughs) well i i think they do have to worry about uh for one i don't think they can do the gig economy kind of thing they can't just do uber and tell you hey you know deliver some stuff and you know pick your own hours or whatever because they're walmart they're too big i don't think amazon can get away with that either getting automated cars you're going to have well, they're not going to do it this this year. Uh, they were talking about you know fiscal year twenty twenty for this, and or twenty. Well, they the fiscal year tw- January twenty nineteen is when their fiscal year ends. So starting February twenty nineteen is when they're looking for high level Im- implementation. They're not going to be doing that with too many automatic cars today. Not today. But yeah. In the future, and you know whether it's Uber or Lyft or one of these other uh, uh, new uh, gig economy type. Uh, driving systems they you know they're going to bring you've got to do do a deal with somebody it could be they could if they bring somebody in that already has the software implementation in place then maybe they'll have some success with that i don't know i can't say that i'm delighted about the idea of uh, somebody just showing up some random car at my house dropping off my walmart order uh, i don't know i'd like something slightly more official looking oh, i'm sure they'll have like a magnetic walmart yeah. sign to put on the side of the I think camera. that it's the, it's probably the level of service you're going to get the magnetic Walmart sign on the side um, anyway uh, we'll we'll put this show prep in if you go to our telegram group at uh, telegram.freetalklive.com you can sign up there and you, we uh, we put all the show prep so you can check it out yourself it's at telegram.freetalklive.com and you'll find all the great wonderful things we have there at freetalklive.com check out that discord group too discord.freetalklive.com 
Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTLEB. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTLEB for a discount.